All right, buddy, here we go. This is our first podcast. What do you think? I think we're going to do well. Well, as we look at our first game, what's the slogan on this game? Because you always love to say that. Kill the monsters, steal the treasure, stab your buddy. Oh, yeah. And so there's a lot of backstabbing going on in uh, this game, and we are excited to share it with you. Welcome to the Board with Family Games podcast. That is Board B O A R D. I'm your host Justin. And I'm your host Oscar. And so we are a father and son duo who have been playing board games together for a number of years, and we're here to share what we've learned and what we're excited about in board games, so that you can try some more fun board games with your family. So today we're going to be reviewing Munchkin, buddy. Do you remember how we started? playing this or when we started playing this at all? Um, I feel like it was a few years ago, Christmas. It might have been around Christmas. I can't quite remember. I think this was a Christmas present. It might have been. I'm not sure. But anyways, it got us really going on board games. Yep, this was the first time we started playing a game where we had a lot of fun together as a family and we um, really just learned that there was a lot more out there because... Like so many families, we got bored with the traditional board games like Monopoly or especially all the junior versions. Um, So we started trying new games. So um, we're really excited to share Munchkin with you. That being the first game we've played, we are going to be looking at the Munchkin Deluxe um, version by Steve Jackson Games. And you can always go to our website, boardwithfamilygames.com, to check out the games we review on our podcast. So for our reviews, we've decided that we're going to go through and talk through why we love these games, what is exciting about them, how they're fun, um, and how they've worked within our family. So they're really generally going to be positive because our goal is to share games that you might enjoy to play with your family. So... Let's start. Oscar, tell me a little bit about what the games are physically like. Um, they have a, there's a game board, 168 cards, a rule sheet, a custom die, which is literally just a die with, but the ones ahead, and 12 sandies. And right now I'm going to be focusing on some of my favorite cards. So there's Pukachu. And I'm gonna be well. I'm gonna be explaining the picture, and so the and why I think it's funny. So there's Pikachu, and it's just a guy in armor with a shield getting puked on. So why is why do you find Pikachu so funny? Because they're making fun of my one of my favorite characters, Pikachu, by just mixing by just turning one word into a different thing. Um, there's also another. Card that's Pipple is just a dog biting a wizard's butt. So everything's a little bit funny, a little bit goofy. Um, what what are the pictures like? How are they drawn? Um, they're very cartoonish. There's some things that most people that you'll find on more cartoonish drawings that you'll find in this for fingers. Yeah. So it's pretty simple drawings, but they're fun. Um, great artwork. 
we really we really like looking at. What else? What other cards do you like? Um, there's income tax, and it's a guy sitting on a bunch of treasure, reading something, and he has two little dot eyes and a question mark over his head, and he's like on a pile of gold. And then there's chicken on your head, and there's a guy with a in a black robe with a rope around his waist with a sword with just a chicken nesting on his head. <laughs> so it's goofy. It's primarily a card game. You know, we've got mostly cards in this coming in the box, and it's just a lot of fun, goofy puns. Um, so many different types of things. So um, it's just a lot of fun. We ha- um, There are some of the cards for parents just to be aware that are a little more risque. Um, generally speaking, though, it's not nothing too bad, nothing too offensive. And most of the worst ones Oscar doesn't get. So it all kind of works out for us. So tell me about some more of your favorite cards, Oscar. Um, there's Boiling Anthill. It's a guy with a teapot just pouring the steaming tea into an anthill. And I, I'm not sure, but I think there's ants just like running out of it. I feel bad for him, though, because I think he's going to get a lot of ant bites. <laughs> he's barefoot. Um, there's one at the GM. It's a like a kid on his knees, like just like, please let me. Uh, and then there's hammer of kneecapping. It's a guy with a thumbs up and a giant hammer over his shoulder and an orc just holding his knee like really in pain. And then there's rapier of unfairness. It's just a hand with a long sword. And then an orc who's got like his belly like all the way in with a short sword and like, <laughs> how am I supposed to attack you? So all these cards have different functions and we can learn a little bit about how they'll be used when we start talking about gameplay. So the setup for this game is really pretty quick. The board's short. You can have up to six players. And so you um, you just have to put those standees together, put them on the board. Really the longest time it takes is shuffling the two decks of cards because you have a deck for items and a deck for um, door cards. And these are going to be explained a little bit more as Oscar talks about gameplay. Okay, so for the gameplay, Oscar, what's the point of the game? Um, You get to the final level, which is level 10. Whoever gets there first wins the game. Okay, so pretty basic concept. Um, why don't you tell us what a typical turn is like? Okay, so first you kick open a door. That's just saying draw a door card. If it's a curse, you immediately take that curse. If it's an enemy, you have to battle the enemy. And if it's an item of any kind, wandering monster, just anything other than a curse or monster, then you just put it into your hand, but everyone sees it. Okay, so, you know, again, pretty simple. You're just drawing a card and then doing what follows. Not too hard. All right, then what happens? You can, if you have a monster in your hand or enemy, you can pick a fight with it and attack it. And and then if you beat it, you'll get a level or two levels, depending if it says two levels or not. And the listed number of treasures, which are like items go up a levels, 
Okay. So how are you able to defeat an enemy? So you know, you, you talked about your level six Pukachu. How do you defeat the level six Pukachu? So you would kind you would first take your level, which is the number of the room you're in. You can't be level ten because if you're level ten, you win the game instantly. And then there's items like the hammer of kneecapping, which would add to your level. If you're higher than six, then you're beating it because it's level six. Um, there's some cards that say otherwise in the game, but I won't worry about them until you see them. The, you, there's just a lot of cards that you'll have to read before you know what they do. Okay, so basically you're adding your level and then any bonuses you have from items that are easily laid out in front of you. It's pretty simple. So where's, where's the fun? What, 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 what makes this fun then? What makes it fun is like when someone gets in battle, there's a, there's monster enhancers and wandering monsters where you can add monsters and try to hurt the player so that they don't win. And it's actually a lot of making others feel pain. <laughs> so we start attacking each other. And that's a big part, part of the fun of the game is we, you know, you get to a point and somebody's winning. They're going to beat that level six Pikachu and then... All of a sudden, everybody starts to gang up on them. and They say a level 36 Pikachu yeah. instead. <laughs> so suddenly it gets a lot harder. Um, you can help each other too, right? Yeah. Um, when someone's losing, you can ask for a certain number of treasures. And if you ask for that number, of, and then if they say sure, you, you join and you add what you, your... Items plus level plus the other person's item plus level. So you're stronger. Granted, the other people slash person could be like, I now we're going to mess with them even more. So but it, but you can do that to help yourself knowing that you won't get a level. So you get to work together. You get to fight each other. Um, you know, there's a lot of bargaining that ends up coming into play. So there's a lot of interaction. It's not just simply drawing cards and looking at what you go or what you're going to do. Everybody's going to be working together throughout the game. So how frustrating do you think this is on your relationship on just each other? Like how much strife does this game cause? Oh, it can cause a lot. Uh, you know, I think back to when we first started playing this game, you were probably seven maybe six even and we started playing it i don't know you're, you're saying eight you think eight okay maybe eight i can't remember but anyway there were moments it can be really hard because part of the goal of the game is to gang up on somebody there comes a moment where you just have to do it and it can be very frustrating and i was thinking we were just playing yesterday and oscar you were down at stuck at level one for a long time. I still had a lot of stuff. So I was up against, I literally found an enemy and I sold gold so I could actually fight the enemy. Yeah. So I, just couldn't quite I fight anywhere thing, even though he had so much stuff going, couldn't get up in level. Because I just wouldn't get hit by a monster. So, you know, you could have frustration from the cards you're drawing. You can definitely have frustration of... You think you've planned something out and then everybody gangs up on you. We have had hurt feelings. We have had tears. Uh, but, you know, going over the 
years, it's it's probably more, or a good thing. You know, we what we do as a family, kind of one of our rules is we try to make sure that anytime we're attacking somebody, and this goes for any game, or if we're letting somebody go easy or going easy on that person, we need to ha- there to be a strategic, logical reason that we do it. So if I'm just attacking Oscar because I want to attack Oscar because I'm mad at him, that's not okay. At the same time, if um, I feel bad for Oscar, I can't just go easy on him knowing that I feel bad that he's not having as much fun at that moment because he's frustrated. If that's the logical thing for me to do in the game, you have to do it. Do you, has that, do you think that's been working for us? Does that help us um, keep down the family strife, buddy? Mm, kind of. <laughs> The thing is, it can keep down family strife with the not attacking people because you're angry at them and having a logical reason for it. But then for going easy on people, that adds family strife. So I feel like it kind of keeps it even, but it keeps people having equal family strife. It doesn't, it keeps it from being like one person not having any strife and another person having a bunch of frustration. So in the end, I'd say, yes, there's definitely going to be moments of frustration. There's going to be moments when people are going to be angry at each other while playing this game, but it's a game and this is about learning. And I think, you know, in the end, Oscar and I and his mother have all learned more about fairness and working or, you know, doing things the right way through these games than we have had moments of real up, be, really being upset. So it's a good moment for you families. If you have a, a kid who really hates to lose, they're going to lose. There's going to be ugly moments. And this is a great opportunity for them to learn to handle that. One of the things that I do find disappointing in this game is that, um, as with so many games, it's primarily white characters. So you don't have a lot of diversity and, you know, being simple cartoons, it would not have been hard to introduce some more diversity of faces into this game. I will say on the gender breakdown, since you do have two genders and you have to select one at the beginning, there, there is a good bit of female representation in it. There is also some sexism that comes into the cards, but it's not too bad. So one thing that is I, I want to talk a little bit about here is the storage and protection of this game. So what do we put on every card in this house pretty much, buddy? Sleeves. Okay, so I am a huge fan of sleeving my board games. And it's maybe I'm a little type A, but I don't like the way that they get worn and the way that the cards look over time. So I have invested in sleeves for all of our the board games we play. So all of ours are sleeved. Again, if you're um, not familiar with this concept or you don't know what kind of sleeves to buy, you can check out our website and there you will see more information about sleeves and sleeves that would be appropriate specifically for Munchkin. The sleeving does take up a little bit of extra space. We actually have most of the cards in a different box. Um, so our storage of it, it's a little bit bigger than the footprint uh, you would normally expect. 
because we want to have all our cards sleeved up and protected so that they are staying looking good over time. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, there are three in our family, and so that's generally what we're using when playing Munchkin, and that's been a lot of fun. It ramps up well with additional players, so when we've had people in from out of town, we can easily go up to five, and that adds fun, but it's not strictly necessary for the game. It is technically possible to play with two players, but that just seems pointless. I don't know. We haven't tried that before. It doesn't seem like a whole lot of fun. All right, so what happens after you've played this game a number of times? What else can you do? Are there any ways you can expand the game? Um, yeah. There's a thing for a lot of board games called an expansion. You buy, like, more cards or, like, more parts of, more things that you can put into the game. So, there's many expansions to this. And those expansions make the game, well, at first the expansions can be, can add to the game. But trust me, do not buy all the expansions. It just, eventually, the number of cards you'll have will just make it too hard. Yeah, we we had started buying a lot of expansions, and um, it started to get a little overwhelming. And you'd you'd have giant decks of cards that were really hard to shuffle, really hard to store, and um, you didn't didn't feel like you were playing everything, right? Yeah, because, like... You get through, like, a small amount of the deck in a long game. Like, you'd be seeing a small fraction of the cards. I mean, I know there's there's some cards that you really like and you really want to see. And that you can need for the game to be even, but not show up because you've got too many cards that you don't need as much. Yeah, yesterday when we started, uh, when we played a round in an effort to get ready for this podcast, we actually, for the first time in years, um, we pulled out all the expansions and just played the deluxe version. And honestly, it was a lot of fun. I I, I really enjoyed the consistency, didn't you? Yeah, I I mean, there was a moment where we're like, oh gosh, what happens if we run out of the cards? But all, I think we'll just be, we'll just be playing a couple expansions. We'll just play like one to two expansion, which won't make it that bad. Yes. And we'll just like add in maybe clerical heirs or dragons or there's a bunch of expansions and we'll just like be playing one with the normal. Yeah. So that's what we're going to try um, in a future week for ourselves is just to add one of the expansions. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. But there are so many expansions available for this game. We only have a few of them. We will, in a future episode, give you some reviews of those expansions that we currently own. All right, so that's what we've experienced with Munchkin. Uh, Oscar, what's your, overall, what, what are your final thoughts on Munchkin as a game? Um, it's a really fun game. I recommend you playing it when you're not used to board games that are not traditional. I would, I would tell you, start with Munchkin. And if you like Munchkin... 
you can start expanding out, finding more board games. Maybe our website or there's also other websites. And just going out and finding those board games. And you don't need to love board games as much as us, but getting a, like three or four board games and just playing those on the weekends, that can be very, they're honestly my favorite part of the weekend. Yeah, we play a board game every week, and I will say Munchkin does make it into the rotation pretty regularly. We've, we've played this game for years, and we always go back to it. It's so much fun. Thank you for joining us for our first episode of Board with Family Games. Please follow us on our website and give us, and we'll be back with another podcast every couple of weeks, hopefully. Our website is boardwithfamilygames.com. That's board, B-O-A-R-D. And um, please follow us on Spotify and iTunes and wherever you might be getting your podcast. So how did this first episode go, Oscar? How do you feel about it? It went well. How do you feel? I think it went really well. Excited to keep doing this. Okay. Well, time to wrap it off. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Justin. And I'm Oscar. Bye. Bye.